Vibrations Podcast, Part 12, Peter Dushiman. Hi, I'm Gary Brightman, and this is my weekly podcast called Vibrations. Established in 2018, Vibe is a book and music shop situated in Moiwo on Lantau Island in Hong Kong. So what's been happening at the shop over the past week? Last Saturday, Gordon Poon gave a very engaging talk at Vibe on the history of Hong Kong and showcasing his new book. Given Covid restrictions, we didn't want to advertise the event and consequently had a small number attending at the shop. However, a large number of people have now viewed it on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Did someone mention YouTube? So, drumroll please. Thanks to my old mate Thelonious Skunk, we have now launched our all-new YouTube channel. Yes, welcome to the 21st century, Mr Brightman. We hope you'll enjoy your stay. Our new channel is called Live at Vibe HK, and I'll be urging you every week from now on to subscribe to this channel on YouTube. If you have a Google account or YouTube account, and it's the same thing these days, you simply log in, search for Live at Vibe HK, and press the subscribe button. Technology will do the rest. I hope to get the number above three as soon as possible. On Live at Vibe HK, you'll find a well-crafted, apocalyptic picture of Moi Wo with the Vibe V logo, designed by Mr Skunk himself. Collector's item alert. Additionally, you'll find all our live videos recorded at the shop over the past couple of years, including Tiny Desk Gigs, Paul French, Les Bird, and Moi Wo Institution, Sally Bunker, amongst other things. An interview with yours truly, and all of the weekly podcasts. So that's our Christmas present to you. Please unwrap carefully and enjoy. As I mentioned before, November has been a washout in terms of business, at both Vibe and in Moi Wo in general. However, last Saturday was a record day of sales, attributed largely to new people moving into the area and wanting to line their new nests with cool books. A reminder that we have a box of free books, CDs and videos outside the shop every day now. Coupled with our bookcase of English and Chinese books for $10 each and our outside box, we feel we're offering something for all budgets. And so to this week's interview. Dr. Peter Dushiman is an artist, magician, scholar and tarot reader with more than 20 years of experience. He is a Canadian and Newfoundlander by birth and has travelled widely to discover his current home in Hong Kong. So, welcome to Vibe, Peter. Thanks, Gary. Okay, so what I've got for you to start with is a quick warm-up. So, oh. ten questions, brief answers, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So, favourite book or author? I, I love Ursula Le Guin. Okay. Uh, I love Ursula Le Guin and uh, I'd say... One of my favorite books yeah. uh, is The Left Hand of Darkness. Favorite musical artist? Like Beethoven. There's my answer. It's Beethoven. Preferred drink? Uh, tea. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> so, <laughs> actually, I Bole should, cha. Yeah, yeah. I should get a point for everyone that I get right, shouldn't I? <laughs> favorite Hong Kong walk? I love the walks in the hills just uh, up of uh, Pattenham. Do you have a life motto? Do that which you wish to remember yourself as having done. Favourite Hong Kong restaurant? 
I'm going to have to go for, uh, for, for chanchons in the village with the phenomenal crab soup on Sundays. Faced with a python whilst walking up to the peak, what would you do? Uh, I would sing Bohemian Rhapsody. See, I got that wrong because I thought you would pick it up and take it home. Best advice you were given. And I'm going to have to swear here because... Yeah, uh, go swear. Benny Malone, before every show when I was working in the circus, would always say, okay guys, slow the fuck down and enjoy. Finish this sentence. I live in Hong Kong because... It's rich in uh, experience. Yeah. uh, and, and And... and I just have a huge amount of love for the energy here and the, the people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just love it here. Okay. Favorite area of Hong Kong? Well, Sham is pretty excellent. I like the areas that have seemed to have just sort of grown organic. I like the organic yeah. side of Hong Kong. So when I like uh, Tayo, I like that. Good. All right. Like it. Thank you very much. And there's the 10 quickfire questions. It wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> wasn't so bad. What, did you, what were you doing prior to coming to Hong Kong? Well, uh, I was living in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, and I uh, was focusing on, um, uh, on, on my PhD uh, out of Memorial yeah. University there. Uh, my uh, wife and I um, both... Well, we had 11 ducks, that's a thing. We had a whole whack of ducks, and we had, uh, <laughs> we had like a backyard full of... Uh, we had, I built a brick pizza oven, right? Right. And so we were in this position where um, if I decided, okay, let's have a party, mm. on about maybe two hours' notice, we could have like 60 people jamming <laughs> out and playing music and rocking out in the backyard. It was nice. this incredible thing because, of course, there was this food to be had, right? So yeah. people were like, boom. And, and so we were, we were in this amazing position where all of our friends were into um, homesteading and they had goats and they had making their own cheese mm. and honey and stuff. And, and we were all trading this stuff. So I was just in this kind of cool uh, kind of social group of artists yeah. and thinkers and, yeah. you know. And you were telling me earlier, you know, that you come from a line of of free thinkers yeah, do you yeah. want to just talk us through that oh yeah uh, the only thing i didn't really mention about about but but what we're doing before in newfoundland is it's all yeah. circus and magic right we were like yes. all of our friends were circus performers we had a huge scene i, I just almost just glazed yeah. over the fact that it was all, <laughs> all about you know doing doing circus shows and stuff like that so that's part of it yeah uh my family um the name Duchemin. uh French name means of the road. Uh, it's usually taken by Huguenots when they left. Uh, so in the early uh, okay. in the early 18th century, so around like say 1717, um, they left um, France because they were Protestants and they were being persecuted, um, and um, and so they fled to the Channel Islands and became Anglicized. So that's where the name comes from. And I guess we don't really know who they were before that, but. Um, Dushman means of the road, which is usually, okay, we're, we're gone, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we went to Guernsey and then, um, uh, and then England and then Newfoundland and then Prince Edward Island. So that's sort of where it is. And um, the, uh, there was a guy born in, uh, born in uh, Guernsey uh, named Watson. And he, he ended up, he, was a, he invented the egg carton. Uh, he's okay. my great, great, great grandfather. And uh, he ended up settling in... Prince Edward Island, where he built church organs. Uh, the University of PEI has one of his organs. He was an organ donor. 
He was an inventor, various nets or devices for sewing or ball bearing ring, the ball bearing ring, all this uh-huh. kind of stuff. Then my great grandfather, someone, <laughs> was uh, the newspaper man uh, in um, the East Coast, uh, so in Cape Breton. Uh, and then my dad uh, taught for, again, for about 30 years in the English department at, um, at Carleton University in, okay. in Ottawa. So that's, that's basically... And then at some point in time, you made a decision to come to Hong Kong? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. We were traveling around the world. We went, uh, we went in 2012, we went in a, basically went by train around the world. We went from, uh, from Halifax to Vancouver by train, and I did sleight of hand uh, on the train in exchange, for, uh, in exchange for passage. And then we jumped over to Japan, and then we went uh, from Beijing. Uh, we, went, we, went, we, went to, we went to Korea and then up in Beijing to... Um, to London uh, through Siberia and all this stuff and 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 I think at some point Evelyn made a contact uh, uh, who had a music school in Hong Kong okay so <laughs> and you did go with the flow and you did find yourself in Hong Kong and Evelyn did get the position at the uh, the music yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. college and so and here you are you find yourself in Moi Wo to me when we have conversations there's no sort of boundaries and the, and the, it's like a neural discussion and it goes from one place to another and, and that's how your mind works and you, I'm hugely impressed with that going along with that you have some sort of real life sort of I don't want to call them qualifications but skill sets you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. what are the what are the sort of things that you ply as your trade okay uh, well uh, I read tarot I teach tarot um, I, I'm a I'm, well I'm a, I'm an artist, uh, so I I, I I I am constantly sort of illustrating and making drawings and uh, yeah and, I, and I, I created my own tarot deck. Um, yes, uh, I write I write uh, I'm working on um, several books at once it would seem, but I, <laughs> I you know I write some articles that are published online, um, and I keep a blog and so I have I guess I have a a, a a skill set related to communications yes um, very much and related to uh, improvisation and so um, my non-linear way of thinking um, in some ways is a disadvantage but in other ways it's an advantage because uh, um, it brings in um, an ability to sort of be spontaneous and riff off of whatever comes comes yeah. my way. So the tarot, uh, sleight of hand was something that I picked up when I was younger. So I can do magic shows, perform for kids. I ride yeah. a unicycle. I can juggle. I can. Yes. I, I'm into picking up these. I guess these physical experiences because I don't think I don't think the mind is in the head. I mean that's okay. actually important. Uh, the mind isn't in the head. The mind, part of it is, but the mind to me is also in the heart and in the in the gut and in the in the fingers and toes and and actually beyond that, extended into the broader uh, you know community. It's sort of projected like a, a field in a mm-hmm. way. But I like to explore all of those aspects of it. So I think the skill sets like visual art. Um, uh, Kung Fu again is something that I aspire to. <laughs> I just want to touch on the, 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 the thing that I've learned from my upbringing and from the path that I've taken um, is that um, contemplation is also a form of wealth. Uh, having okay. a rich yeah. space of contemplation, a way, uh, metaphors. Metaphors mm. to me uh, are 
the heart of our ability to think and to see and to experience. And so part of the literary traditions is you go into these books and into these films and into this art to discover metaphors and ways of understanding yourself and the world. And I think if you become enriched by that process, you have a kind of a wealth. Mm. I mean, uh, I don't think the idea that, you know, an artist is... You say, our artist is poor. Well, they don't have a lot of money, but, well, they have a great deal of wealth in that visionary experience. You find people who are very, 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 very rich, but feel they're missing that other... Yeah. Right. So again, like in yeah. everything, it's the two halves, uh, yeah. you know, finding the, the balance between the two halves. Yeah. And, and I'm ins- inspired by Jean Giano's um, The Man Who Planted Trees, which is about this guy who is a shepherd, who's every day is out planting trees for 40 years in a forest grows. And that's a huge part of my thinking. So contemplation to me results in artworks, it results in practices, it results in friendships, it results in um, in engagements where people pay me for things. Yeah. Um, but what yeah. It, 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 it's less about I'm going to target this effect and that effect. And, you know, to me, okay, they say time is money. Uh, well, money is time, yeah, but, but, but time is more things than money. It's also yeah. uh, quality. It's also art. It's also connections. It's also um, uh, 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 moments of meaning. So I, I, I think I, I, I cultivate time, and I know that time is going to bear fruit, pragmatic fruit. Uh, you know, mm. I've made my own deck. I've, um, I've, I've got an art show at Tom's. So it's definitely fruiting, and it's coming out of this... It's just that I haven't created it in a linear way. I've done it in a non-linear mm. way through contemplation, through cultivating the time that, that in my mind, uh, if I keep cultivating moments like this, it, it, it'll end up fruiting on its own. Yes. Um, yeah. mm. You know, uh, forever. You know, we've talked about your, your multiple skill sets and, and artistic sort of outlets and things. But you, you do keep coming back to tarot to mm-hmm. a certain extent. We sell tarot cards. You're, you know, quite a few of your different tarot decks in the shop. You've just come up with a new tarot deck, something you've designed yourself, something yeah. you want to put out there. So that's kind of covering both skill sets. Yeah. Um, what is it about tarot that draws you to it? Tarot is a deceptively simple map of an incredibly rich terrain of contemplations and again we're talking about this forest of contemplations that has real fruits in the world then the tarot is like that too it's not simply that I would you know throw some cards and say this 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 and this are gonna now happen to you (laughs) I would look at the cards and I would say like this one here that came right off the top before I uh, you know before the interview this is the chariot this is uh, a picture of a person sitting in a chariot with two sphinxes and there's this image here of um, a a rod with a ring around it which is actually a symbol of um, uh, the creative uh, and the pragmatic come together right this is a symbol of the union of male and female but I look at this symbol and I get all these ideas and I get all this um, these actionable mm. kind of strategies out of this. And so uh, this to me summarizes this moment where, yeah. where we are um, we're bringing a message together, we're putting it out, we're communicating yeah. it, we're gathering it together. So what I get out of this map is 
a way of making all this kind of abstract, kind of contemplative, spiritual stuff um, both coherent, uh, holistic, and connected to itself, right? It's not, none right. of this is just out in left field. Everything implies everything else. And in the forest, every, the ecology of the forest is all interconnected. So that the ecology of the tarot symbologically is entirely um, connected. And it's the map uh, or the instructions for this way of living, this yeah. magical, magical way of living that is is what I okay so my kind of logical logistics side wanting to know the mechanics of tarot is kicking in now and I'm thinking mm -hmm. okay Peter so how many cards are there in a pack there are 78 78 there are three basic parts of the tarot there are the major arcana the minor arcana and the court cards the okay. majors represent processes the minors represent forces and the court cards represent people or personalities. So the chariot is one of the 22 major arcana, which are the most important. In fact, I often read only with the major arcana. Ah. Uh, and um, they are the um, pictures that probably relate to oral traditions that go back thousands of years. So the tarot, the first tarots we see in Italy in the, uh, in the 15th century, but the stories and the images are much older than that and so those 22 are really okay um the the keys they're called the okay yeah so if you you know someone would come to you to have their cards people are love the sort of occult the mm. the the uh, soothsayers you yeah. know people that can tell them something different and we see you know for instance in um, temple street you know the, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the tarot card readers up there and the, and the fortune tellers yeah always very popular in society Definitely. when people come to you what are they why are they coming to you do you think uh many different reasons yeah. um but uh, all of them connected to a desire to find meaningfulness. Okay. Uh, so it might be uh, it might be an anxiety about should I make this decision or not. Um, in which case, they're really looking more for me to tell them what will happen. Um, that's more the fortune telling thing, and I try to coach people into. Um, taking more personal agency right? yes. because I think you can get into this uh, this very passive relationship to the tarot thinking oh well its purpose is to tell us what will happen I uh, I think you can come to a tarot reader with those those um, those concerns but I think a good tarot reader will transform that anxiety which is basically just a not not being sure about what's going to happen will transform that into something different than a uh, written in stone prediction the uh, skilled tarot reader will using their knowledge of the stories will find a set of metaphors or stories or contemplations mm. that will if given to the client those contemplations will then let the client suddenly realize that they have the power over the situation right yeah. so tarot reading and thinking um, has structure these are you know these are routines these are repertoire this is a playbook of different ways of solving problems yet the throws are always um, the throws are always different 
and the you, there's always a uh, a skilled reader needs to find a way to um, to take could be any throw at all it could be you know any combination and take those and make them meaningful and useful and so yeah. it's it, it's this okay. constant challenge I, uh, somebody would come to you you've got 78 cards to choose yeah. from you choose what do you, is it six cards or something could be three could be six okay. could be ten and then yeah. from that that's where the basis of the reading then then yeah. goes to and sometimes okay. I'll bring book cards in. Sometimes I'll go into the deck and I'll pull out a card and I'll say, yeah. this one is relevant, and I'll put it next to... Because uh, okay. you know what I like about it, and yeah. it answers a previous question, is <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a nonlinear book. Yes. It's a pictographic, nonlinear book. And yeah. so it suits my brain perfectly. And, yeah. uh, and um, so, you know, in a way, uh, we're shuffling it up. It's random access, right? We don't know yeah. what's... So it's a book, but you're not coming into it from a beginning, middle, end. You're, um, you know, you're, you're just suddenly pulling up. This is the ace of yeah. Yeah. This is this is uh, this is emotion and love, and this is this is uh, this this one here is about certain what? death. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, we all have certain death. That's, yeah, that's exactly. a given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah. but yeah, this one is about um, walking away from um, uh, from opportunities. Okay. Sometimes going on a quest oh yeah i can get uh, that good so moving on so that's tarot uh, you know peter works in the shop on a on a thursday um you're welcome to come here you, you can contact peter directly for readings um i've seen peter give um some great uh teaching ma ma magic to kids yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, courses here i've even learned some things myself which i could probably use going forward <laughs> um so um yeah people Peter, I always say to people, why not just come and talk to Peter on a Thursday? And I think, it, you know, hopefully throughout this interview, you get to see that in a conversation with Peter, you, you can, it can go in any direction and not something you walked in the door thinking <laughs> you were going to talk about, which is a bit like coming to a bookshop and yeah. finding a book that you didn't know you were looking for. So I, I think Peter gives this shop another dimension. I'm, I'm really immensely pleased to have him here and, and to provide that. And on those wise words, we're going to leave it and say thank you very much, Peter. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> and you can get more information on Peter at Tarot Philosopher on Instagram. And finally, this week's shout-out to a local Lantau business goes to Treasure Island Group. Located down at Puyo Beach, they cater for camping, corporate events, beach club and restaurant. Founded by Adrienne Ung back in 1996. We hope to talk more with Adrienne in a future podcast. But for now, you can find out more at treasureislandhk.com. Well, that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to the 12th Vibe Book and Music Shop podcast called Vibrations. I'm Gary Brightman. You get my vibe? Can you imagine what this old island must have looked like to those Dutch sailors when they first saw it? Fresh green. Like a dream of a new world. They must have held their breath. Afraid it would disappear before they could touch it.